What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to the Tip of the Tower of Toronto Maple Leafs podcast, everyone. Joining me this week is the usual guys, Jake Middleton, Austin Owens, David Morissuti, and Omar White. Last week, we kind of alluded to what we're going to do a bit, um, but we're going to do a live NHL mock draft of the 2017 draft, so we'll see how that goes. The format is pretty simple here. Each guy is going to make a pick. They're going to pick for whatever set team they are, but they're not going to know who each person is picking. So it's kind of going to be like a fantasy draft setting where each guy picks you know, a player and it could screw you over or make your life better. So I'm going to do my horrible, horrible Gary Bettman impersonation to start things off. Once you labor through that little intro, um, we'll hop right into the picks and we'll open things up with the New Jersey Devils. And then this podcast episode will consist of picks 1 to 15. And the second part that will come out later on today, late Thursday night, early Friday morning, will be picks 16 to 30. So again... Each person does not know who each person is picking, so it should be fun. All right, guys, without further ado, let's get into it. Good evening. <laughs> welcome, welcome, and thank you for the energetic welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the United Center and the 2017 National Hockey League Draft. The Chicago Blackhawks and the beautiful, windy city of Chicago do a wonderful job hosting our event. And on behalf of the entire NHL and the city of Chicago, the Blackhawks organization, and of course, the fans, welcome. For those watching on Sportsnet, TBA, Fansided, YouTube, and draft parties across North America, this is an exciting time for our prospects, our organizations, our fans, and especially our loyal podcast fan, at Boreal Ninja. So, without further ado, let's get the draft started. The first selection of the 2017 National Hockey League Draft belongs to the New Jersey Devils. 
On behalf of uh, the Devils organization, I'd like to thank the city of Chicago and congratulate the Pittsburgh Penguins on a Stanley Cup victory. Without further ado, with the first overall pick, the New Jersey Devils select Nico Hischer from Sweden and from the Halifax Mooseheads of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Very nice. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Okay, Jake, so what's, what's, what do you got on, uh, on Hischer here? Um, you know, the thing when I, when I think of Nico Hischer, I, I, I instantly think of, of just immense skill. I mean, he reminds me a lot of, uh, Henrik Zetterberg, you know, kind of a hybrid center winger. Who's just a playmaker. He's a guy that makes everybody around him better. And, you know, he's a great skater. He's really elusive, got great hands. And I think he can be a franchise player that the devils haven't had for since Zach Parisi left uh, a couple years ago. So. Um, I also, the thing that really scared me was, uh, the sports hernia injuries and all the other nagging things with, uh, Nolan Patrick. And I think that, uh, Nico can come in and be the number one center the devils have, haven't had since, uh, the cup runs. So you're slotting him in between Taylor Hall going forward, I guess. Yes. I think that will be a dynamic duo for those two. Obviously both of them can skate like the wind, have great hands and, and Hisher's a really good passer, and, and as we know, Hall's a guy that can score 30, 35 goals. All right. And with the number two pick, we have Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, they go to the Well, I'm, I'm on the clock. Okay. I'm going to get some time here. Oh, come on. I, I to, <laughs> you I, don't know who you're picking second overall. This over is difficult. <laughs> I have to write my speech, so give me, like, just talk amongst you. Oh, people. my gosh. So we can do a little more analyzing of – the the Hishier pick settling the debate of who was going to go first overall. Yeah, I think um, I remember uh, before on a couple of Bob McKenzie's podcasts, he's talked, he's you know gone back and forth between Patrick and uh, Hishier going uh, one or two, and I think uh, like Jake brought up like the best points that um, Hishier would be you know a great a great offensive addition. Thank you um, <laughs> <laughs> to the New Jersey um, New Jersey organization and. You know, with uh, with him and him and Hall like uh, going back and forth with each other, I think would be really great for the team. So I definitely would agree with that one of uh, Hisha going number one over Patrick. All right, so we have the uh, Philadelphia Flyers on the clock. It looks like they're ready to make their pick. Any uh, any last minute guess of who's going to be picked second? Jake Odinger. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All Here we go. All right. Thank you to the city of Chicago for the hospitality, and congratulations to the Nashville Predators on a successful season. With the second pick in the 2017 uh, Quiet, please. With the second pick in the 2017 NHL draft, the Philadelphia Flyers select Nolan Patrick from the Brandon Wheat Kings. The Dallas Stars are on the clock. Alrighty. So something uh, funny, Omar? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, why, so, don't you, why don't you congratulate the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> on the season, too? <laughs> hey, Carl Soderberg had 14 points. <laughs> All right, so why – so, okay, Patrick, no concerns with the injuries? I mean, there are concerns with the injuries, but he's a great player. He's a great uh, two-way center. Um, I mean, the Flyers have the easiest pick in the draft, obviously. You just have to pick the guy that not, um, New Jersey doesn't. So, I mean, they're – Kind of fell into this pick. Obviously, they weren't in high in the lottery, but um, Patrick's a great pickup for them, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. I mean, they're heavy on centers. They've got Couturier. They've got Giroux. They've got Braden Shen. 
who I'm not sure is playing wing or center at the moment, but uh, Patrick will slot in somewhere there in the future, and he'll be a good contributor for them, I think. All right. All righty. Well, the Dallas Stars do not need as much time as the Philadelphia Flyers do, so mm. without further ado, he's got his speech ready. Oh, speech I'm from about the heart, to, boys. Fancy I'm a, man. I'm about to be screwed. Right. <laughs> Omar, what are you thinking here? Who do you think he's going with? I know who he's going with. Oh, good. Laser right. beams activated. Let's turn it over to the uh, stars. All right. Well, first off, I'd like to thank the city of Chicago for their hospitality. Congratulate the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins on their second straight Stanley Cup. And to our fans back at home drinking uh, shotgun and some beers, hope you guys are enjoying the draft party down there. With the third overall pick in this year's draft, the Dallas Stars are proud to select from the Windsor Spitfires, Center Gabriel Villardi. Boo! I gotta stay out your <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we got a we got a heckler. All right, <laughs> Dave. Okay. Why well, why the pick? All right. Well, look, the Dallas Stars. They don't just need one thing. Obviously, defense is not great on the team, but with uh, Ben Bishop and Net, it should get a little better. But when you look at the talent that Gabriel Velarde is, you, you can't pass up on a guy that can slot behind Tyler Sagan and be like almost like your, your Malcolm to your Crosby, maybe not to the same extent, but something very similar. You know, he's big, he's strong, he's going to get stronger too, which, is, which will be scary for some guys in the West, especially with the heavy game play, you know, being played there. Uh, he bring, and you know what? Windsor had a great Memorial Cup run. He was a yep. big part of that, so how can you not go with a guy who's got that pedigree? And Dallas is sure going to need a guy like that down the middle, especially with Spezza, who's kind of gone the decline a little bit. So you're going to need someone to replace him very soon. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Omar's next up. Yep. Obviously, he doesn't seem too happy about what just transpired. Well, you know, like obviously, like Velarde is is uh, is a great pick. Is a great pick by uh, by Dave there. Um, if you ask a lot of his uh, coaches back in Windsor, um, they always rave about how he makes uh, makes the players around him better. Yep. You know, Windsor had a lot of uh, injuries this season, and whoever they threw up um, uh, right next to him uh, ended up playing well. So you know, great great pick. You know, so uh, nice choice, Dave. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I just watching a little bit of Velarde. I think he had a chance to jump up. Or improve on his draft status a little bit, maybe from that four to three spot, and solidify it in the Memorial Cup. And I think he took over that tournament. He looked awesome in a couple of those games. He was really hard on the puck. And uh, all right, really it looks it like the Colorado Avalanche are ready to make their pick. Ooh, all right. <coughs> so I'd uh, also like to uh, <laughs> congratulate the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins for uh, another Stanley Cup win. I'd uh, like to thank the city of Chicago and its fans for um, its hospitality and for welcoming, uh, welcoming um, us to the city. I'd uh, like to say give a shout-out to the Colorado fans. A uh, nice hi and hello. Um, sorry for not winning the draft lottery. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, was uh, all Omar. <laughs> it was all your fault. <laughs> it's on your shoulders. Uh, with the fourth overall pick, the, Col- Col- uh, the Colorado Avalanche draft from the Finnish Pro League, Miro Heiskanen. Yes. So, um, so just to go into the pick, uh, the last three, the last, the last three years, um, the Colorado has, has picked um, all offense. You know, Ty, um, Tyson Jost, uh, Miro, Miro, um, no, no, oh my gosh, Rotner. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my own team. Miko, <laughs> to name a few. Miko, he's like Cher. 
<laughs> and um, so I think defense would be the best way to go. Um, you know, Heiskanen is a left-handed shot. You know, he averaged 20 minutes a game playing with playing with men in the Finnish Pro League. He's not the biggest guy, you know, only 5'11", 174, and he's not going to give you that many points. But the thing is that he's a very defensive, re- defensively responsible defenseman. You know, he's very mobile. He can move with the puck. You know, has great uh, great hockey sensing and a uh, good gap control. So I think definitely, if you look at um, what Colorado already has on defense, it doesn't really doesn't really wow you, you know, besides maybe Tyson Berry, and I guess you can maybe give a little give a little nod to um, to Johnson. So I think if you want to, you know, start to build up that defensive core, I think uh, adding Heiskanen would be a, a great way to start. All right, cool. All right, so the Vancouver Canucks are now on the clock. So, Jake, you're on the clock. Omar will be bringing you up to the <laughs> draft table very soon. You know, Heisken, Let us know okay. when you're ready for your pick. Heisken had a really good U18 tournament I, as well. I am ready right now. Okay, so the Vancouver Canucks are ready to pick. <laughs> yes, because pointing, pointing the microphone at the laptop <laughs> is really going to help with that. We have to, you know, you know, you have to have the... All right, shoot. All righty, go well, ahead, Jake. Uh, Although I, I was trying to trade this pick for a terrible <laughs> hockey player and it didn't work. <laughs> but I would like to thank the city of Chicago for its hospitality. Are you gonna do this and obviously congratulate the Pittsburgh Penguins on their back-to-back championships. Uh, on behalf of the Vancouver Canucks organization, we're proud to select from the Alberta Junior Hockey League and the Brooks Bandits, Kale McCarr. Ooh, Kel McCarr. All right, so very nice. Wow, two straight, two straight defensemen off the board Damn. right now. All righty, so Jake, That's give us uh, give us the reason why you chose uh, chose McCarr. I actually thought you were going to take McCarr third with Dallas, Ooh. and I was that's what I was afraid of. But oh. I mean, when I when I when I look at the when I look at the board, there's there's people that honestly believe there's a chance he could go number one overall. They think he's that talented. I mean, I know you know scouts have compared his style of game to Eric Carlson. Obviously, that's that's not fair to compare him to arguably the best defenseman of the past ten years. Um, ever since, you know, uh, Lidstrom left, he's probably been one of the most dominant defensemen in the league and our, our he got con Smythe votes and he wasn't even in the Stanley cup vinyl. So, I mean, just to add a guy that offensively dynamic and that, you know, since we're not, since we're not able to get a number one center, we're just going to try and build from the back like Nashville did. And we're going to have a really good, uh, really good and mobile young defense with, uh, with, Obviously, uh, Hugh Levy and now Kale McCarr. All right. Cool. So next up is the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, who are on, now yeah, on are. the clock. All right. And it appears they are ready to make the pick. All right. We're just going to jump right into it. Uh, with the sixth pick in the 2017 entry draft, the Vegas Golden Knights select Casey Middlestat from the Green Bay Gamblers. All righty. So Casey Middlestat, who is a big boy. Although he did one push-up and zero pull-ups. Oh, are we going there again? Sam Bennett 2.0, are we? That's all right. All right, so why why Casey? Basically, Vegas, we all know it's not going to be there next year for Vegas, barring a miracle and some teams' lack of logic at the expansion draft. Vegas is not going to be a contender or even they're going to be a lottery team next year. Middlestad's a USHL product. Uh, he's in high school. He's going to college next year. So you have a couple of years to uh, sort of mold him into the player you want to be. He's 6'1 already, which means he can uh, he can grow. 
and sort of bulk up, and he's got the skill to be a top six forward, which Vegas uh, needs right now. And, I mean, he's the top. I'd say you're just drafting best available. You're not looking for needs as an expansion team. So I think Casey Middlestat's the best on the board there. So now it is the, me with the Arizona Coyotes on the clock. I'm going to take one second here just to ponder a potential, potential pick right here. Um, I guess maybe we can talk about Middlestat a little bit more. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so oh, the interesting, yes. The interesting thing about him, I'm sorry to cut you off, um, he went back to high school. Halfway through his USHL season, destroyed it. He m- destroyed that league. I don't. I think he had something like 70, 70 points or sixty points in twenty three games. He had sixty four, <laughs> sixty four points in twenty five games. That's a joke. And then yeah, in the USH, USHL at thirty points in twenty four games. So he was still over a point per game. Player, yeah, literally. So yeah, impressive. speed, skill, hockey IQ, vision. Yeah. You know, and he has a quick and heavy shot too. So he's, he's got a deceptive shot for a yeah. guy that doesn't look like he's got a big shot. Yeah, and and to your point, yeah, like Vegas isn't going to be looking to. You know, to make a big run or anything, um, anytime soon. So you know, and he's, and, you know, he's going to be playing in the University of Minnesota next year. It seems yeah. like he's committed. So you know, give him that time to grow, and then we'll see what he can do in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. All right, Dave, you're up. All righty. Let's see if this guy greases me again. The Arizona Coyotes <laughs> are uh, glad to be seeing uh, Mr. Bettman here tonight. Uh, thank you for the check, by the way. Uh, <laughs> ah, we like to <laughs> thank the Chicago Blackhawks for their hospitality and the rest of the league for their hospitality as well the last few years. Also want to thank the Pis- uh, congratulate the Pittsburgh Penguins on another great season with the seventh overall pick in this year's draft. The Arizona Coyotes are proud to select from Portland, mm-hmm. Cody Glass. Very nice. All right. Explain yourself. Well, this was, this was actually a tough one because Arizona has – Tough, really tough needs. They don't need wingers. The other option was Owen Tippett. I I, I was struggling whether to take a defense, but I thought it was a little early. Uh, so Cody Glass seemed like a good pick. Big center. Dylan Strom doesn't seem like the the prospect they are probably are hoping right now. So I'm, you know, when you look at <laughs> just trying to build the centers in the draft, you you got to get depth there and. Cody Glass will be that type of guy that you know he has the size. He's playing you know really good hockey for Portland. And you can't you can't go wrong with a pick like that. So, all right, and Buffalo Sabers are now on the clock. Cody Glass, I see. I like him. I, I mean, in my rankings that I did, I had him right in behind Middlestat, I believe. I mean, he sort of just jumped onto the WHL scene this year. He uh, he went from twenty three points last year in seventy some odd games, and now he's over a point per game player, so they he has a ton of uh, ton of upside and I mean top six potential, mm-hmm. and he's six two. I mean you're talking about a prototypical center type. Can't teach size. Yep. So I mean he's that he's already that. I think he's what one ninety something probably. Alrighty, the Buffalo Sabers are now up. Alrighty, Timothy Liljegren. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy wow. Liljegren. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, if you again if you're going going back to to all the Buffalo's drafts, you know, so last year they took Alexander Nylander, the year before Jack Eichel, the year before Sam Reinhart. You know, we know they have they have the offense. It's the defense that doesn't really that doesn't really scare you at all, right? And you know, since since Kale McCarr is already already off the board, that's probably the person I would have liked liked to go for. 
we're gonna have to go for him. Even though he hasn't played that much because of because of uh, Mono, I, he probably still can be one of the one of the better defensemen in the draft. You know, he moves the puck well and is off offensive minded. You know, is that right shot that everyone looks for? And you know, at six one one ninety uh, one ninety one pounds, he's pretty. He's a thick. He's a thick guy. And he's been playing been playing against men for the for the past two for the past two seasons. You know, he already said that he's gonna be playing. Um, he's gonna stay up in Sweden next year. So. Uh, I guess we'll have to see if we'll get better, but I think uh, in terms of Buffalo, I think getting getting that right shot defenseman or or building or building your defenseman your defensive core even more is the uh, best way to go. So that's who I'm going for. Very nice. I dispute uh-huh. your claim that nobody is scared of the Buffalo defense. Everybody is scared of Josh Georges. <laughs> even the bu- even his defense partner second, is scared of him. I tried to laugh, I couldn't. All right, <laughs> on the clock. Fair enough. Are the Detroit Red Wings? Okay, Would you like Jake, I know who I'm going to pick. All I'm right, sprinting the pick. to the podium. Hold on, hold the this, prick, this the is prick when it, okay, is in. This is when it gets interesting. Yeah. Somebody somebody just sprint me to the podium because <laughs> I got it. Okay. All right, you're good. Okay, all right. Um, for the first time in, what was it, 23 years, we are find ourselves in a lottery where we intend to never be back here again, but we congratulate the Pittsburgh Penguins on their second Stanley Cup in a row, and yeah, I guess I guess we thank the Chicago Blackhawks, but yeah, we still hate them. <laughs> you guys are supposed to boo me. Oh, boo! Uh, boo. <laughs> Get off the stage, you drunk idiot! <laughs> With the ninth overall pick, uh, the Detroit Red Wings are proud to select from Timra in the Swedish Elite League, Elias Peterson. Okay, I'm a fan. You took him ninth overall. Some had him going yeah. just outside of the top ten. What's going on with this guy? For me, it was really easy. I mean, you know, this just screams Detroit pick. You know, they have those those epic Swedish scouts over there that have been able to pluck gems like Nicholas Cronwall, Nicholas Lindstrom, Henrik Zetterberg. I mean, the names Thomas Holmstrom. The names go on and on. And I mean, for me, this is this is probably one of the most talented international prospects, as in not playing in North America. So, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, he had 37 points in 37 games in the Alepskan uh, League, which is the second division in Sweden. And, you know, the list of guys who put up the type of points he has are is rare. You know, in the past five years, the names are William Nylander, David Pasternak, uh, Philip Forsberg, Alexander Wenberg, and William Carlson, and those are five you know, borderline superstar to caliber players. And I mean, this just is a really big talent. Obviously he had a pretty, uh, pretty solid world junior with Sweden. And, you know, hopefully he's going to be playing with men next year in uh, Swedish elite league. And we think he can make an impact in Detroit really soon. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I really like Elias. Thank you, Mr. Batman. Yeah, Thank you, sir. I think another thing about Peterson too is that like he's so shifty and he can beat you one on one. I don't know, like if you have, if you have the chance to check out any of his highlights, there've been so many there've been so many like one on one dekes. He's just like blown past defensemen and stuff like that. So I think definitely you're adding like elite elite skill, just like just like Jake said, and um, to be able to make magic with uh with the other uh, forwards up there in uh, Detroit. All right, with the and, temp- c- and could be oh. a really good uh, replacement plan for. Henrik Zetterberg is yeah. getting up there. All right. With the 10th overall pick, it is the Florida Panthers. All righty. Um, with the 10th overall pick in the 2017 draft, 
the Florida Panthers select Ely Tolvanen from CU City of the USHL. Oh, Sue, Sue. <laughs> hey, if he's gonna say it wrong, let him say it wrong. It happens all the time. Hey, he can be like he can be like Shirelli, pull Jujarbi. <laughs> is it is it Ellie? It's, it's no, no, it wasn't that. It was oh, Sioux City. Sorry, that's the Canadian. Yeah. It's the Canadian in you. That's yeah, we'll, we'll I don't know American places. All right, so why the pick? So Florida went with a Finn a couple of years ago by the name of Sasha Barkov. Um, he turned out pretty well for them, I'd like to think. Uh, they're stacked down the middle with centers. They've got uh, Nicholas Bukestad. They've also got uh, Vincent Trocek along with Barkov, who's come around. He was an all-star last year. So I think it's uh, a fair time to start improving on the wing a little bit. Um, just the thought of Tolvanen, who's probably the best pure shooter in this draft on either Barkov or Trocek's wing in the future is exciting. So uh, that's the main reason I'm thinking his release is great, and he's just got the smarts to uh, put the puck in the net. So I think he's uh, he's going to be a good asset for Florida. All right. So I am up with the L.A. Kings. Oh, God, I forgot the J. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The Law Kings? Okay. It's just going to be a game of how many American names Austin can butcher before the end of the podcast. No, it's going to be a game of how many times is Dave Screw Omar. <laughs> and damn, if I trust that smirk on his face, it might be two. Um, no, no. Yeah. How many times Dave screws Omar counter on the on the video? <laughs> oh no, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. All right, the L.A. Kings with their first first ra- first round pick since 2014. Yikes! Uh, they are proud to select Cal Foot. Fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he didn't screw me. Alrighty, Calfoot. All right. Well, there was some there was some thoughts that he could have gone before to a team like Detroit, but when you have uh, a guy like uh, you know you have a guy like Pedersen up, you can't Pearson, you can't you know miss the chance on that. But when you look at LA, their their decor is getting a bit older, and you know. Drew Doughty takes a quite a beating back there, and I, you know, Rob Blake knows the game from the back end pretty well. What better than to draft a former teammate's son? You know, in Cal Foot, he's got that pedigree. He's a good puck mover. He he's gonna probably fit with what the LA Kings are gonna try to do now, where they're trying to go younger. They got a lot of aging guys, especially on that blue line. So he he makes the most sense there. There's a lot of d- talented D men, but I think. You know they they seem interested in him from the beginning. They, they, we've heard I've heard rumors that they they really like them. So can't go wrong with a guy like him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Calfoot. A lot of people were sort of all over the board with him. Whether he was going to go just outside the top ten, or I've seen some mocks that have had him outside the top twenty. So sort of an anomaly for certain people as to how you put him. But uh, great player. I mean, he's got the size to be an NHL defenseman. He plays the two way game, which is really nice. So I mean. It's a good pick for whatever team they're going to get a good player. You just you want to see the skating get a little better with a guy his size, I would assume. Yeah, that's probably uh, that's probably the one thing, but that can be worked on too, yeah. right? But I think another thing about uh, Foot's game is that he he's very he has good positioning. Yeah. So you know, be it his body or his stick, you know, like he knows he knows where to go to prevent um, scoring chances. He uses his size effectively, you know, and you know he's a second second generation NHL player. Yeah. 
so you know he'll he'll know he'll know the you know the nicks and cracks and all that mm-hmm. stuff about the nhl so i think definitely that'll be a great thing and you know right shot every appeal all teams usually drool over those type of things so all right now with the 12th overall pick are the Carolina Hurricanes. Quick note before he makes the pick in the last three drafts, the Carolina Hurricanes have selected defensemen in the first round. Will they do something different? All right. So um, <laughs> I'm not going to do the whole rig and roll of thanking, thanking Pittsburgh. I think we did that like, what, like 11 times already. Even though you just thanked Even Pittsburgh. Even though I just did it, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Pittsburgh. Um, the Leafs will be there one day. Anyway, um, so... Uh, with the 12th overall pick, the Carolina Hurricanes will draft from the Mississauga Steelheads, Owen Tippett. You know, just uh, to, to what Dave brought up, offense is, why are you laughing? <laughs> why is he laughing? Right, I so, said, damn it. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> as Carolina <laughs> brought up. one. <laughs> as Carolina brought up. Yeah, I'm Carolina brought up. As Dave brought up, you know, defense has been something that Carolina has uh, drafted all um you know, for the past uh, couple years now, and you know, Owen Tippett is is definitely a good option if you want to go for for um for offense. Um, uh, Austin said that uh, Tolvanen has a uh, well has one of the best shots in the draft. There are a lot of people say that uh, Tippett has one of the best shots shots in the draft as well. You know, seventy five points in sixty games, forty four of them are goals. You know, fifth and fifth in goals in the in the OHL, second in game winning goals. You know, he can score in those tight areas from those areas that you don't think that a puck will go in. You know, speed and skill can beat the team's defense. You know, he has pretty good sizes, uh, 6'2 and 202 pounds. So I think definitely uh, the the defense in Carolina has been built built up enough to start adding some offense and start that with Owen Tippett. Mm-hmm. Oh, Owen Tippett, I, I I like the guy. Um, I mean, if you're if you're into the whole size thing, uh, getting the bigger size sniper, then Owen Tippett's definitely – your pick over Ely Tolvanen, I would say. He's got a great shot, and he knows how to use his strength along the wall. I mean, I've seen some goals where he picks corners from off the sidewall. Yeah, he'll he'll pick a puck out from a from a scrum in the faceoff circle and just drill it top corner. It's ridiculous. Mm. He's got a great shot. He's also a Leaf fan, oddly enough. Oh, I was looking he? into his Twitter, yeah. and he does every <laughs> time he every time he scores, he does the Austin Matthews <laughs> hand thing. Oh yeah. There you go. He's got no. He's got a really big shot. He actually kind of reminds me of like a less dynamic Phil Kessel because he's got that quick release and yeah. he can he can really shoot it. You know, he's he's one of the best shooters available, and it, it would make sense for any team that needs needs offense because he's going to score goals, and that's the hardest thing to find in the league nowadays. So, alrighty, all right. With the third thirteenth uh, overall pick, we have the Winnipeg Jets. Are right, is the Winnipeg ready? True North. <laughs> yes, Hold I am. On one sec. I gotta Alrighty. Up to the front. He is being. T- oh God. He's being passed around. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Don't oh, pass bro. around, Jake. As you bring him. Poor Winnipeg almost gets dropped on the way to the podium. <laughs> All right. So, as Kevin Shevel day off. Uh, on behalf of the on behalf of the Winnipeg Jets, with the 13th overall pick, we're proud to select from HC Bruno in the Czech Republic, Martin Nikash. Okay. A Czech guy. I'm a big fan. Yeah, Winnipeg. first time in a while. All right. So, what makes this guy? Who? I mean, we you just said it. Czech players have not really been featured in drafts. So, what makes him such a such a popular pick, especially in the top fifteen? Yeah, it's been kind of a a rough go for the Czechs in the past couple of years. They've they haven't really had many great performances at international tournaments and haven't done well in the draft, but. You know, Nikash is, you know, he's he's decently sized. He's, he's kind of light, but he's really good offensively. And, you know, he 
for the Jets, I think he slots in right behind Mark Scheifele one day as, you know, a second or third line center down the road. You know, obviously he, he put up some pretty decent points as a 17-year-old in the Czech League. He put up, you know, seven goals and eight assists for 15 points in 41 games. That's pretty good for any 17-year-old uh, playing in playing in Europe. And I just think if he's able to add some weight, you know, with his skating ability, he can he can be the second line center that they need to replace uh, a guy like Brian Little, who's who isn't getting any younger. All right. All righty. So with the 14th overall pick are the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. Is Tampa ready to make their pick? I am. I just wanted to say real quick, uh, Nakash is going to be looks like he's going to be a really good prospect. Um, it looks like he has everything there for him. I mean, I, I had him earlier in the draft, but a couple guys fell, so, I mean, what can you really say? There's not a lot of tape on him um, just because of he, – He did play in the World Juniors, and I thought he was yes. I thought he's their by far their best player when yeah, they played yeah. against Canada. Also, uh, He scored a goal against Canada, so. Yeah. Also played on the same team, possibly the same line as Martin Erat, so mm. that adds into yeah, things. He's, you know, he's a defensively responsible <laughs> center. You know, he has offensive offside too, right? So, and I think uh, I think his uh, most noted comparable is Claude Giroux. I don't know if I, yeah. I don't know if I read that wrong. But no, 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 that was right. So yeah, so you know, if you want to get a player like that, he can distribute distribute the puck well. Then yeah, for sure, go for him. Alrighty, it looks like they are. Tampa is ready to make their pick. Yes, we are. Alrighty, one sec. All right, cool. Uh, with the 14th overall pick in the 2017 draft, the Tampa Bay Lightning select Lias Anderson, a center from HV71 in the SHL. So, Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. Hi, Omar. <laughs> we gotta get a we gotta get a whole counter of guys that screwed Omar over in this draft. That's yeah, <laughs> um. So, Anderson, when I look at the Tampa Bay Lightning's lines, I mean, obviously it's not indicative of who they have on their roster, but last season, uh, when they finished the season, they were playing Yanni Gord and Greg McKegg as their two centers. There's a possibility they could lose Tyler Johnson. Stamkos will be back. Uh, Namasnikov, I think, is better on the wing. And I think Elias Anderson's a good center. Uh, he plays a good two-way game, and he just won a championship with HV71 in the SHL. Uh, he's got a year of pro hockey under his belt, so I think he's a little farther ahead than some guys might be. So I could see him uh, really working for Tampa Bay. Oh. Also a teammate of uh, Andreas Borgman, who is a Leaf prospect now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty, and uh, who was next on the Sorry that would that. be the New York Islanders. Islanders. David, get up there. Okay. Well, if you're ready. If not, then don't worry about it. <laughs> yep, I'm just uh, getting... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool, good stuff. I, I love in the, the Swedish League as well. I was watching clips on Anderson, mm-hmm. and they give out the gold helmets to everybody on the winning team. That's my right. favorite part of the Swedish <laughs> Even the yeah. Swedish World Championship team, they gave them the gold helmets. I love <laughs> yeah. European hockey just because they give out <laughs> flaming jerseys and gold helmets to everyone. Yeah. Or the top scorers, at least. All right, Dave. All righty. So, with the 15th overall pick, the New York Islanders are proud to se- select Eric Brandstrom. Oh, thank God. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, not just laughing at you, sure. just laughing at Omar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, he's he's sweating bullets over here. He's sweating bullets right now, huh? 
All right. <laughs> the pressure's getting to him. All right, so playing for uh, HV71 in the Swedish Hockey League, you know, 17 years old, and he's already playing defense, of, uh, defense for a men's professional league. Yep. You don't see that very often, especially he's – He's a bit smaller, but he's definitely a guy that's gonna put up a little bit of weight. Uh, he's no, he made the top ten amongst uh, European skaters. He's he may be small, but he's very speedy. His offensive uh, flair from the back end makes him uh, makes him a really good pick. The Islanders don't really have that offensive stud on the on the blue line coming up. I don't think you know they they're drafting really heavy up front. I mean, they've got a second line center. And Matthew Barzell for their future, so they need to get some some talent on that blue line. And what better than picking uh, a Swede who uh, who kind of he, who says he likes to watch a lot of you know Ryan Ellis and Shane Gossespierre in, in the NHL. So looks like he's a guy who has the flair for the offense and just a simple offensive game. Yeah, I guess that is back to back HV seventy one players too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're on a roll. Yeah, well, yeah. Just, who's, just, the, who's just, the next draft eligible HV seventy one player? Let's keep the trend going. Uh, <laughs> well, all right, but we have we have the we Please, have commissioner. We have we have uh, an announcement to make. You're gonna want to hear this. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Go ahead. That will conclude the first half of our NHL draft. We will now take a brief intermission. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, that's enough of the Batman voice and all that. I, I don't really think it's close to Batman, but it, it'll are, work for are us. Are we retiring the Batman voice for the night? It's no, no, I'll keep a, it'll be back. I'll keep going after it. It better be know? back. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep going after it. So with the first round, well, not the first round, the first 15 picks, guys, which team was the hardest team to make a pick for? Uh, I'll say for myself, L.A., because they obviously need a lot more than just a defenseman. Like, they're a team that I, I, I was kind of hoping would try to get more picks going into this draft because they've, God, they've traded so many away. <laughs> so many. Like, Rob Blake basically is almost like like Brendan Shanahan coming in to fix. Oh, yeah. But obviously, the team has won some cups. There's still some talent there. There's still some yeah. talent there. But, like, moving forward. Dean Lombardi ravaged that team. Like, yeah, Lombardi, like, scavenged that team to the point was... where it's like. You're you're hoping that the talent of the team can stick until the younger guys can come in, because look, Dowdy, Dowdy, he's still a pretty decent defenseman, but he's gonna start slowing down. I think he's one of those guys that's gonna get abused. Yeah, Kovatar, you're hoping a little bit better n- next year. He didn't really have a great first year off of his new contract. I I, I think. There's more he, he can do. Jeff Carter was the best player last year for that team. Yep. Well, they need a lot. We can they, all agree with that. Yeah, them. they need yeah. a lot more. So, uh, yeah. And you can't rely on your older players to keep doing anymore. That's not where the NHL is going anymore. What other teams were hard? I, I found you guys kind of took a little pause with Carolina and Florida. Were they both difficult too? Uh, well, you want to go? Yeah. Um, for me personally, I don't think Carolina was hard just because – He just um, wanted to make it hard. <laughs> he just yeah, gave just us because, um, like – like, uh, their defensive core is always praised, right? You know, they always talk about, like, their top four and all that stuff. So, I th- and, and I think uh, picking, t- picking Tippett for me was an easy choice just because, you know, he's that pure offensive goal scorer that, that you definitely want to add add on to, um, to a young core going, growing up, going up. And so, I think uh, Carolina was, was probably one of the, one of the easiest uh, picks. I think, actually, Austin might have had a harder time with uh, Florida. Yeah, because um, with me, Florida picking at 10, I mean, you didn't really know who was going to be there. 
Um, just me looking at mocks and other stuff, there was a lot of parity as to who was going to go where in this draft. Um, so I had a bunch of different guys down. I did have uh, Martin Nakash, uh, and I ended up going with Ilya Tolvanen uh, just because I figured we need they need a shooter in Florida. But that was one that I was sort of up in the air. Do they need a defenseman? What uh, What is their biggest need at the moment? Uh, and I settled on right wing. Were there any surprise picks for you guys? Jake, you had a, a nice little reaction there for Liljegring winning <laughs> Buffalo, so I guess that was surprising to you? Yeah, it was surprising for me. I mean, I just – I thought I could – I thought he was going to be available in, like, the 20s for a team like maybe the Rangers, a team that, you know, has in the past gone out and, and picked up guys that, you know, obviously have either gotten a lot of potential and just haven't reached it, a guy like uh, – the the player from the Mississauga Steelheads, the one that was uh, given exceptional status, the defenseman, his Sean name Day. eludes me. Sean Day, Sean Day. Yeah. Because um, yeah. he kind of reminds me of Sean Day because they're just both absurdly good skaters, but they just haven't, you know, haven't put it all together and they haven't shown enough to scouts. I thought eight was pretty high for him because that's basically all on potential because he, he didn't play that much this year. And he didn't get a chance to play in the world, which is a big blow because the guy that was being talked about going top three. And, you know, I thought he was going to fall a lot. Yeah, I think just to add to that point, I guess I guess when you look at um, Lilligren, you kind of th- you kind of um, and the fact that he didn't play that much is you kind of think back to 2012 when Morgan Riley was drafted fifth overall. Obviously, they're different players, but. You know, he didn't play that much, and a lot of people, or like fans, and and even some analysts were kind of That's were kind of were kind of iffy iffy about it, just because it makes sense. You know, if you don't see a, see um a player play that much, there's like kind of like a small sample size. So you don't know, you know, if this is all they have, if they if they can bring more. You know what I mean? So, um, so I guess if you if you can base it on that, maybe just I guess overlook the fact that he didn't play that well, and then maybe hope hope that there's some kind of potential there. You know, he was playing with men; he'll be playing with men next year. So, you know. I guess uh, I guess hope and prayers, cross fingers, is what you want to go for. I think uh, sorry there. I think he really helped himself with a good U18 tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw Heiskanen jump up the board there with a stellar U18 tournament, and he played for Sweden. Uh, he finished with I think it was two points. Yeah, two points in seven games here. But if you look at the tape, he's going one on five on rushes and breaking in clean. Like he he showed a lot of promise. So although he didn't play a lot for Regal. Rogel, excuse me. Uh, in Sweden, I mean, he shows he showed glimpses in that tournament of what he could be. Okay, this is kind of like an ambiguous question to ask you guys because there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> but before we started this whole little mock draft thing here, Jake wanted to make a trade. He wanted to trade the number one pick. <laughs> oh, we already know. He already announced it during. Pick. You missed it. He announced it during the during the draft. <laughs> okay. He's like, I really wanted the Canucks to move trade trade <laughs> so, this pick. Yeah. Almost. So, uh, that seeing, with that being said. <laughs> Do you guys see any big trades happening within the first, let's say, 10 picks? I know Jake does, but do you guys at all? And, Jake, you can elaborate on why you see that trade in a second. I I, I think there's going to be at least one or two. I think you, you see a team like you, – you wonder, does um, like Vegas move down, try to hoard more picks? That would be smart, um, I think. Like there's teams that don't need just one prospect. They need multiple prospects. Yeah. So – and you're gonna see if a guy that's that's taken off the board that they thought was like their best player available, they can just move down to where they think they need to go. So 
I, I think this is the draft where teams are not as sold on like who's going top ten. They're not gonna like just stay and hold still. I think you're gonna see a, a team that's gonna move down. Yeah. Um. To build off that, I think everything outside the first two picks is kind of up for grabs. Yep. You know what I mean? I think. Um. I think with Dallas, like Dallas is. They're not really that that far off, and adding Ben Bishop is like is is a great thing to do. So I think either they are in that win now period, or they're definitely really close to it. Or actually, no, let's say say that they're in that period now. So I think if they can if they can um, find some type of some type of deal that can improve their team to get them to you know a very long Stanley Cup playoff run, that would include that third round pick and uh, third overall pick. Then I think they'd probably they'd probably do it. And whereas other teams, such as like you know Colorado, Vancouver, you know they're they, they yeah they're yeah. ways away, and they probably wish they were higher. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Dallas is probably the most likely, okay. um, yeah. just because they're in that win now mode. I agree with you, Omar. They they want to go for it now with all their guys at the top of their game. Lindbergh, sorry. All right, Jake. Lindbergh. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I know Friedman was the one saying this trade could possibly happen. You know he's putting the rumblings out there. Let's hear from you. Why would Vancouver? trade up to number one uh i think you know because they're a team that's going full rebuild i mean you know the devils are also in that rebuild but they have major holes on their back end you know they don't they don't have anything in the cupboard i mean their only defenseman they have is uh what's the the kid from Kelowna, uh, S- damon severson that's the only defenseman they have i mean you know obviously they would still do that taylor hall trade again but losing a defenseman who's steady and can move the puck like Adam Larson was was a big loss for them and and I definitely think you know considering they were supposed to pick fifth they're kind of they got lucky to be in the situation it wouldn't surprise me if they made a deal with Vancouver where they could swap picks but also maybe pick up something else while also getting a, a Chris Tanev a guy who's in his prime right now is 27 years old and and he'd really help them on the back end right now and obviously <laughs> You know, uh, a Patrick or a Hisher for me would help them, but, you know, maybe, you know, they can get a Kale McCarr and a Chris Tanev, and maybe that's better than uh, a Nolan Patrick or a Hisher for them. And, yeah, obviously the other guy would be Dallas, who would be in on Tanev, because they also, you know, none of these teams that won the top three picks expected to be in this position. The odds were totally against them. So I, I think... I think the uh, Philadelphia's standing pat. I think they're happy with the forward they're going to get because they're pretty loaded on defense. But I think one and three are in are in play. I only see one trade in the top ten though because they're very rare. I think there's only been two in the past seven years. It was the Jordan Stahl deal and the Jeff Carter uh, for well, Jacob Boracek. Well, and technically, the the when the Devils traded for traded for Schneider. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Chris. So that's your line. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't want to hear this. I can, I can see uh, now. Just looking at New Jersey lines last year, I can see them uh, possibly moving away because obviously you're locked into a forward, and with the first pick, you're not taking Heiskanen or Makar unless mm. you want to do something bold. But but see, I think that's why the whole Tanev trade makes more sense for Dallas because yeah. Dallas is that team that definitely needs to move forward. They just signed Ben Bishop. Like you don't sign a goalie to wait for something to happen in a couple of years. They're looking to turn things around. New Jersey, as you said, Jake, they're they're kind of doing a rebuild. Do they want a Tanev who's in his prime and then kind of lose out on that on that type of guy? 
That's why I think. Well, they they've kind of never done a full blown rebuild. I mean, you know, they have new owners. They obviously share the same owners as the Philadelphia 76ers, who are complete blow up mode. But the Devils are always a team that they try and rebuild on the fly. And I think this pick really caught them off guard because I I truly think if they drafted fifth where they were supposed to be, they would would trade that pick because they said they would. I mean, they sacrificed uh, Bo Horvat for Corey Schneider, who's you know in his prime right now, and they have guys in their prime right now, so I think they'd try and uh, try and get somebody because I hear they're willing to trade uh, a forward now like uh, Pavel Zek or Kyle Palmieri for defensive help. Mm-hmm. Will they consider trading Schneider to try to get more players that are? I, I, I thought the only thing that made sense was to Dallas for that three pick, but then mm-hmm. they went and signed Ben Bishop, who's you know pretty close to his level of ca- uh, caliber goalie, so. I don't see it. I mean, it's hard. There's not many teams that, you know, legitimately need goaltending. And, and if for the ones that do, it's a really bad time to be selling a goalie considering the expansion draft is going to open up the backup goalie market for a bunch of teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to come back after a little break. So you'll see the next episode of the podcast will have picks 16 to 30 of the first round. So everybody's favorite Gary Bettman character will return. Um, as always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Kranitz. You can follow Austin on Twitter at underscore Austin Owen. Owen, sorry. You can follow Dave on Twitter at D underscore Morisuti. You can follow Omar on Twitter at OLW93. And you can follow Jake, a.k.a. Intoxicated Elliot Freeman, according <laughs> to one of our listeners, on Twitter at Jake Middleton 12 <laughs> Keep an eye out for the next episode, guys. We're going to get into it right now. It'll be out on Thursday as well. So coming up next is takes 16 and 30. So we'll see you soon. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.